is a cold silence that we don't dare speak. There's a wall between us and a river so deep. We keep pretending that there's nothing wrong. There's a code of silence and it can't go on. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and we're cutting through the matrix. Newcomers who come in all the time, it's amazing how people wake up at all ages, every day, new people. And I ask them to go into cuttingthroughthematrix.com, my website, and try to fill in lots of the blank spots in their histories, and there's many of them. It's a rather tattered like a, a fishing net tied together with string, lots of holes in it. And you won't understand the present times unless you understand the past and what brought us to this particular point and where we're going with it all too. And that's the shock of it all is understanding when it really all hits you is some people fall apart when they think their little world is disintegrating before them. You can also look into Alan Watt Sentient Sentinel.eu for transcripts which you can download in various tongues of Europe, print them up, pass them around to your friends, at least pass them around to those who are asking questions outside the box, those who don't watch television too much and who other have other conversations apart from what's on television because otherwise you're coming from a different planet with all this information. It's only for those who are really looking and searching that you spend your time because we don't have time to evangelize like some kind of religious cause. And all those things are happening today. And so much is happening, you can't really uh, spend too much time in one hour going over the incredible news. And it rather is rather incredible. Although we're getting used to it, there's so much totalitarian new laws getting passed all the time, every day, major announcements by prime ministers and presidents and so on. You cannot keep up with it. And the public is always, since they're trained, adapt and adapt and adapt until terror is normal. All the, the hype about terror, it becomes part of their daily living, something that they eventually ignore. Even when it's being implemented all around them and starts to affect them. I've, I said 10 years ago, when I was asked the question on the air, what will happen to the United States or in the Americas when the Middle East is conquered and finished? I said, well, they'll be taking the carpet from underneath your feet while they're taking down the Middle East because the purpose of the United States, apart from funding and supplying, supplying the manpower for this agenda, is literally to, to bring the world system in and then submerge itself into that which it has created. We're looking at a global international system where there will be no states, as I say, or national sovereignty left. That's the whole idea of the United Nations. It's not set up to be an arbiter of problems between countries. That's just a little front that it has. It was set up to be a world government. And there just be three uh, governments beneath it, provincial governments, a united Europe, which is already done, 
United Americas, and a region for the Pacific countries. Another parliament for that one. But all under a superior world government. And it's not going to be a nice, soft, democratic type system where we complain to representatives and they bring it up. In a parliament, it's going to be a dictatorial government. That's really what they mean by governance. Long ago, even during World War II, in fact, in Britain, while the war was going on, they were talking about bringing down the population even further. Killing them wasn't enough. I'll continue with more of this after the following messages. Of Mr. Brown, 
who really is just one representative of this global system. So whatever he talks about is coming here too and being implemented everywhere across the world. And he made a big statement, a big speech a few days ago in Parliament about the big plans for Britain to cope with all kinds of national emergencies. Now that we're in, you see, now we don't have the Cold War and governments always need an enemy. You've got to realize that you, everyone in the planet, is basically an enemy. You're a potential something or other. And they've got to keep hype going in a warfare situation because that's when we do what we're told. They found that under warfare we all sort of pulled together. That's what the slogans always say. We're all in it together. They've used that in every war for about a thousand years. And they're using it again. So Mr. Brown on the BBC a few days ago said this. It says they set out plans to deal with national emergencies such as terror, disease, pandemics, and flooding. Now he personally sees the major problem coming down the road. He's just so certain of it. He should be because he has his friends who work in the British Bacterial Warfare Department in Portland Downs. And he said that the most important thing that he sees coming down is epidemics and pandemics, killer diseases. So much so uh, that uh, they're putting millions of dollars forward to buy and or have made special tractor trailers which will go into these definitely coming, apparently, disease epidemic areas where they'll have portable mortuaries and portable crematoriums. They want to dispose of the bodies in the high-tech way, and these guys do like fire, since that's a symbol of that which they worship. And he goes on to say, this national security strategy also proposes that the National Register of Risks be made available to the public just let us know why we're all being taken care of in this manner. The Prime Minister said the number of security service staff would rise to 4,000 and that there would be new moves to secure the UK against cyber attacks, you know, all these cyber attacks. Here's the computer and the Internet given to the public by the military-industrial complex that had it going for donkey's years. That's a long time of donkey's years. Donkeys used throughout the whole Cold War, and there's nothing about it that they can't handle. They're not scared of little computer hackers, believe you me, at that level. But we're going to be terrified of everything. And he says that, he says that, and he wants to, as I say, increase all security staff. But they're also creating an, a form of dad's army, like they had during World War II. Uh, basically a civilian army, internal army to take care of all problems, who patrol the streets and all this kind of stuff. No doubt, doubt do checkpoints and all the rest of it. Gather data on locals. All the gossip goes into files. And that's how they collect most data on people is through gossip. It says, this would include police, emergency services, and judges, and they would be put on standby to help feeling states and countries emerging from conflict. So they plan to use this new civilian army across the planet and some regions have already been doing it the RCMP in Canada aren't riding around on horseback doing parades they're across the planet and have been since the days of Haiti working for the United Nations but here's how they're going on with it to the next level speaking in the House of Commons Mr. Brown said Britain would use diplomacy to reduce the number of nuclear weapons well that's just a, a sideline 
Among other changes, he also said there would be £15,000 commitment bonuses for long-serving military personnel and £20 million fund to help armed forces purchase homes. Now, what was it Stalin said? In a totalitarian regime, you must pay your teachers because they have to do the first indoctrination on the children. You pay them very well. Uh, then your police and your military. And here's the, the same old scenario happening again. The security strategy consists of national register of risks. We want to increase security personnel to 4,000. Civilian task force to be sent to trouble spots. Efforts to reduce numbers of nuclear weapons. The bonuses to the armed forces and the police services. And moves to protect the UK from cyber attacks and a review of the role of the reserve forces. That's, that's, in other words, the reserve forces are like, they call it the militia in Britain, but their militia is comprised of people. It's a full-time army, really, or a part-time army, but an actual part of the army, and they do go abroad. They're going to start using it with, internally in, within, within Britain itself. He wants four regional counter-terrorism units and four regional intelligence units will be set up to help the police. Meanwhile, the government has launched a review of the role of the Territorial Army, that's your, your official militia in Britain, and other reserve forces. He says the threats to Britain had changed out of all recognition. Well, ain't that a fact? Ain't that a fact? It's changed out of all recognition in recent years, and the tactics had to alter accordingly. Hype, hype everywhere. Our new approach to security also means improved local resilience against emergencies, building and strengthening local capacity to respond effectively in a range of circumstances from floods to possible terrorism incidents. Not the old Cold War idea of civil defense, but a new form of civil protection that combines expert preparedness for potential emergencies with greater local engagement of individuals and families themselves. He also announced reforms of the Intelligence and Security Committee, a parliamentary body which oversees the security services of MI5 and MI6 and other areas. So it's quite amazing. This is not a partial list, and you can find the whole thing, at least what's been given to the public, uh, on an item at bbc.co.uk, and that was published on the 19th of March. And you should go through that because what is given out there is simply what's happening across every country that signed the same bills after 9-11. They're all in it together. And they plan to make this happen, to make it a must-be. I've got to be living in terror for the next 30 years as it rushes through massive changes, destroy all the, all the old system, and bring in the new that's the building technique of the high masonry. The real stuff, not the guys at the bottom with their tin cans and charities. But the guys at the top know exactly what this is all about. All that was must be destroyed. All that was. Even the memory of it to bring in the new society. And in 30 years, remember, you'll have people who will be around 41 years of age, grown up, in a time of terror, 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 and they'll, they'll never have any um, uh, imagination in times before where there was some semblance, at least, of freedom and definitely some kind of individual freedom, rights, and all the rest of it. They will think 
terrorism is natural. They'll think that bending over at airports or everywhere they go is natural. And they also think it's natural to, to go and plead with an official for every pass and permit you must comply with and have. Now, there's another good article, too, in the WashingtonPost.com. And this is from March 19th as well. It's called A Good Name Dragged Down. And this is only one incident, remember, that's happening to many people across the place. One man went into a Glen Burnie, Maryland Toyota dealership to buy a car to be told that his name check revealed he was on security department list of watch lists of suspected terrorists. Back with more after these messages. for you. I, I listen to you and I, I read your site and the things on your site 
And I, I just finished uh, uh, watching uh, a, a video of um, the Ninth Gate. Yeah. I think you, you mentioned it in one of your talks. I wanted to see what it was all about. Uh, I see this very similar to Eyes Wide Shut. So my, my question to you is, you know, I see that uh, apparently if this is the uh, activities of the elite, is there anything to this? I mean, is this true or are they deluded? Well, that's up to each person to decide for themselves according to where their headspace or their belief is or how much they've studied. The one thing that is true is that these characters at the top uh, who also, by the way, and Prince Charles has mentioned this term, they call themselves the Olympians. And then, of course, the Mount Olympus is where the gods resided. And they see themselves as gods. They see themselves, if you, if you break down what is a god, a god is someone who rules lesser people. He is someone who can do whatever he wishes because he's above laws. He decides the fate of others. He creates wars. He can decide who lives and who dies, who eats and who doesn't. Uh, technically, in some sense, you see, they are gods. And with the incredible research into science that they directed, by the way, through grants and foundation grants all the way to the Genome Project, uh, they believe that they can uh, make themselves ultimately immortal physically in this world. That's definitely their goal. And you find with um, the ninth gate uh, member nine in Kabbalah is completion as well and in that fictional form or story form uh, they go round in circles again using Kabbalistic terms and so on and the man technically becomes uh, a god or actually a satanic character in the satanic tradition of fire even at the end they use fire in the scenes and light, the light of Lucifer so they use all these terms at the top, and it's up to the individual to, to come to their own conclusions. Is this simply fun to them? Uh, is they party and scoff at everything? Is this a form of fun? Or do they really believe it? And I have met some definitely who, who definitely seem to believe it, and they're terribly arrogant. And if they are gods, then God help us all. What I'm asking you is, with your, with your extensive knowledge, and I know you've done a lot of research, and I know you've uh, probably come, I, I imagine you've come across this. In your opinion, Alan, is this true? Is, uh, is there God, Lucifer, real? Um, all I can really tell you is that I have no problem whatsoever accepting the fact that evil as, as a force uh, definitely is very, very real, uh, and an intelligent force of that. Well, they attribute their wealth to their affiliation, allegiance to this power. Yeah. Now, their power or their wealth is real. Yeah. So my question is, is their power real? Their, their power is real, but it's mainly done through uh, using other people. Hold on, and I'll be back after these messages. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth.
Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt. We're cutting through this jolly old matrix. And we're talking to, to Danny from Colorado about maybe the nature of evil, which is to do with the ones at the top. And it's up to, truly it's up to the individual to come to conclusions for themselves. Now, in a scientific era, where science is the new religion, we scoff at everything else that came before it. That's the way of all new religions, and science is just one of them. And when you look at the scientific terminology of the psychopath, the manipulative, cunning psychopath, and the intelligent one too, they do have intelligent ones. Some would deny that, but I've met intelligent ones. And all you have to do is to claw your way to the top over centuries and breed for centuries, and you're pretty well guaranteed to have another offspring of a psychopath who will be psychopathic with all the same traits as good old daddy had. And you'll have to go across the world plundering and pillaging and stealing, and eventually he'll set himself up an empire and become a good old king and hire historians to write nice histories about himself. That was the traditional way. And then you have think tanks working for you, and you have a monetary system which you basically own, and you can ensure to employ more psychopaths because they're born in every strata of society, and they go to work for you as you plan your world order. Now, whether it's actually to do with anything beyond that into the supernatural truly is up to the individual. Otherwise, you can only take something on someone else's belief, that is faith. In other words, someone, so-and-so had this experience, therefore, believe it. That's called faith. That's in the realms of religion. I, I have no problem understanding these characters at the top do go to these functions. I've met some. I've seen some get dressed to go. In fact, dressed up in some weird outfits, very much like eyes wide shut. And, and actually as far as that, too. And... Uh, they have a jolly good old time to themselves. And I know they did have an orgy at the end of it. I wasn't there, though. And I do know that the ones who attended were all the higher-ups of that particular area in Canada. Uh, judges, police chiefs, um, uh, people who ruled over the councils, the local councils, the city council. Um, anybody who was anybody was there. And on the one hand, you could say, well, they're all showing that they're completely modern and completely uninhibited, or else they're actually partaking in a ritual that brings them some kind of power. However, I don't care who has power or how they get it, it boils down to the compliance of the public over whom they rule. No one in this world can say they're completely free or ignorant of what's been happening in the world. They read the same news as I read. They hear more of it. In fact, I don't watch television. I've got rabbit ear antennas. I don't have cable television or 24-hour news. So no one can truly say that they are free from or, or ignorant of what's happening across the planet, who's suffering, uh, who's been bombed today with their tax money. Uh, so everyone truly is being compliant in a plan, an agenda that is utterly... Hellish, hellish is a good expression for it, it's definitely from hell, as far as the definition of hell goes, to wipe out a good proportion of this planet cold-bloodedly, 
to manage the victims through it by the media as, as though it's all happening through some chance or freak of nature and pulling off the agenda so they can have their wonderful utopia with their own life extensions at the top and a much reduced population of worker bees, especially what they'll have is a basic gene pool to breed hybrid humans, special slaves from. They can do this. They're, they're perfectly confident they can do that now. They have all the technology and the research is all done. But as far as is this an actual something force that gives them power, you'll have to do your homework. I could go on and on about it, and people will automatically fall into their trained religion if they have, if they have one at all. They try and understand it, and that would be partially misleading because it's far more older than any of the given religions that's been given to the public. You have to go into much, much older stuff to get to the basics of things. And, Alan, I know that you've gone into these older uh, uh, philosophies and, and religions. Yeah. And so I'm only asking, and perhaps it isn't, uh, you don't want to, uh, um, do you have an opinion on whether it's real or not? I've got my experiences. And what do your experience, what have they shown you? Is it real? It wouldn't matter. I, I wouldn't tell, or because then it's a matter of believing me in that faith. Each person, each person must come to it themselves by their own experience, you see. Well, Otherwise, I'll, I'll, it can't be real. I'll say this. In the movie The Ninth Gate, there was one line that was, I think, uh, rather eye-opening. Uh, the, the, uh, the, uh, the old lady in the wheelchair, uh, yeah. I believe her name was Kessler, mm -hmm. uh, she said, I met the devil when I was young. I, I saw him, and I fell in love immediately. Mm -hmm. And that just seemed to be a strange statement, you know, uh, in the movie. And I don't know whether it was giving us a hint of the reality of this or, or, or not. Now, in my own research, I, I read things where they said at one of these major events uh, where um, they were at a table and uh, one of the, uh, the person that, that wrote this was actually there. And he said uh, in, in this that uh, this Lucifer showed up mm -hmm. and uh, was sitting at the table with them. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I thought that was just, you know, I was reading it, and that was just so, so uh, you know, out of the norm. And so, and I keep seeing this uh, throughout all of the study that I've done on it. Mm -hmm. It keeps getting back to the actual incarnate of an individual. The, and, the, the incarnate, but here's, here's the problem today, too, and I also... If this can be done through scientific means, you've got to always remember it could be, it might be highly unlikely in your situation, but it still could be done. Uh, because you could be made to see anything. Uh, and they've had these sciences out, actual sciences, for a long, long time. And they can project anything as a very solid creature and put it right in front of you. Well, I, I guess I'll, I'll ask you this then. I'll put it this way. Is this a contest that we're in now? that we're currently losing because we don't even know that we're in a contest. I think is it's it, more it, than that. Again, it's back to much, much older but, understandings well, because... You're giving us hints of it. Please, just tell us what it is. You can't. You cannot tell incredibly in-depth things on a, a one-hour show or even in a few minutes because you have to lay the groundwork for people 
Well, is our problem but against before, man? Before you get them the answers, otherwise they're meaningless. Is our problem against man or something else? Um, the problem, the problem is perhaps a, a bit of both. Uh, put it this way: even even if you were to take it as a, a bad elite, a, a nasty bunch of people, or say um, a demonic energy, regardless, whatever it is needs the compliance of everyone to go along with it, because without us, it couldn't get any of this agenda through. Well, is there a counterbalance to this? Uh, people ask that all the time because they think in the dialectic. Yes. And uh, you, you cannot think <clears throat> in this kind of uh, war in the dialectical process. We always think in terms of saving our world, saving our system, saving that which is familiar to us in our generation. Even though whatever you know in your generation is only familiar to you because big boys decided to give you that particular culture at that time. And perhaps the battle has, has never been for the majority at all. That's something else you have to consider. Well, uh, again, I'm, I, I'm completely teased intellectually, and, and I don't know, uh, you're, you're, you know, you have it, you're, you're leaving it as an open question. Mm -hmm. And I'll just say this, uh, the, the dialectic is, uh, is nature itself. Uh, there's night and day. No, you come back into the, the fake part. See, the fake part is what they gave the basic low Freemasons, and that's how they explained how to control nature by understanding it, as you say, winter, uh, um, winter summer, etc., and then using those tips. These mean much deeper things than what they're telling you. They're telling you of other sciences behind it, and that's for low-level guys that get taught that kind of stuff. It's much, much higher, much deeper, uh, much more intricate, and much more involved than just that. The understanding of human nature is, is the main part of it. The perfect understanding of the male and the female is, is, is of absolute essence to pulling this whole agenda off. But within the, the human being, it's a battle ultimately for each individual to go through themselves. As I say, no one can live through these present times without making decisions their whole life long. And even the decision not to know is a decision. People will say that, I don't want to hear this, it's bad news. That's a decision they have just made. Well, in this wealthy elite, is there a wealthy elite who doesn't go along with this program and who doesn't want to see man, you know, under a one-world enslaved situation? Not at that high level, no. And, and they're spending their money to try to stop it or to hinder it in any way? No. So, in other words, uh, the wealthy elite have, the, have, have their strategy uh, in place and they're all in line with it. Yeah. And the rest of us are up against it, and uh, what we have is we don't have the, the, the wealth, but we must No, have you understand, you, you, this, the entire, your, your entire reality that you're used to is not yours at all. It was a structure you were born into that they already owned in its entirety, including the money system, including commerce. Uh, there are many different avenues, like Lenin said himself, he was trained by these guys. He said society could live in a thousand different directions, but they mustn't know that. They must think the one they're born into is quite natural. You have to think beyond the system, beyond working eight hours a day or ten hours a day, beyond having weekends off, beyond everything that you take for granted. This is an abnormal system from top to bottom that you're living in. Well, there must be, or hopefully, 
uh, I guess I would hope there is. Well, and well, I, more than that, I'm 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 sure there is. Uh, but anyway, I got to get off to the other callers. I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you go, and thank you for your time. And thanks for calling. You're welcome. Now we've got Eric in Florida. Are you there, Eric? Uh, my question tonight is, uh, how can uh, so many Americans be so dumb for so long? Uh, in the 9-11, uh, uh, even after you show them, you know, videos of uh, the bombs, you know, the, the plumes coming out of the buildings are falling straight down on their footprint, they still refuse to believe and even open their mind to consider that maybe there was something in addition to an airplane that hit those buildings. Yeah. Just, it's unbelievable. It is unbelievable, but again, remember the Brzezinski and Russell and Huxley and many others talked about a coming system of perfect indoctrination where the public would be unable to reason for themselves. They would expect, not just depend upon, but expect the media to do their thinking and their reasoning for them. Well, you see, that's been it's happened. It's a perfect system of indoctrination. Yes, it works really well. It works it's perfect. Really well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Is there anything that uh, you can that people could do to uh, you know beat this system down? Obviously, the media has complete control over most people's minds, but there's got to be something that uh, can be done to circumvent that. What has to be done would have to be for people to put their cowardice behind them. See, most people live in their own little world. The parameters of their world is a, a small circle. It's where they move around in, their friends, their acquaintances. That, that their, that's their micro-culture within the bigger culture. And they can't think beyond that. Uh, they, they hope personally, individually, uh, that things will get worse after they're dead, but maybe they can sleep, sleep, you know, sleep through to their pension, enjoy themselves, and die in their sleep. That's what everybody counts on. No one is willing to stand up and, and, and look this evil in the face and say to them, no more. You see, we've been trained that we're subservient, and that's something we don't think about consciously, but we have been trained, again, scientifically, that we're managed by experts. Like Bertrand Russell said, that would happen. It's happened. And because we, we, we are not fully mature people as adults, um, we, in one sense, want to be taken care of. We have this big brother is looking after you mentality. And life isn't like that. When you can't stand up for yourself, no one else will. And the people today have never truly matured to stand up for themselves uh, because this generation is the perfectly trained generation. They couldn't have gone this far in a pre-World War II situation because people then had a memory uh, of what life was not so long ago. They knew how to stand up for themselves. They knew how precious any kind, even a little bit of freedom was. They knew how hard won it was. And they also knew that you had to, and in every generation, stand up to keep it. But we've had, since World War II, uh, the scientific indoctrination. The school had a lot to do with it. The media had tremendous amounts to do with it. We had money flowing like never before to the ordinary people, even though most of it was credit and debt. And they were taught to do nothing but play, play forever. And in one generation, you have an infantile adulthood who are like mice. 
in a cage in a laboratory. And every day, the boys in white coats come in, the lab workers, and stick needles in them, shock them with electrodes. And all they can do is say, well, what, what are they going to do to us today? Oh, they're going to shock us today. Do you think so? Yeah, we chatter like mice amongst ourselves because people uh, are unwilling to stand up to evil at every level and any, right to the bottom even and say no more. You see, we were taught at one time we had as much right to live as a sovereign being as any king on this planet and that they had no more right to tell us what to do than we had the right to tell them what to do. But we've lost all that. We've been trained that we are subservient and inferior. And most people are infantile in socialistic societies, which is perpetual infantilism, perpetual childhood. They've come to believe it. That's why they will never believe that their big daddy at the top there will do anything nasty to hurt them. It will be in complete denial. Uh, Yes, I I agree. Uh, Can you talk a little bit about uh, oil? Uh, well, the oil, is, it doesn't make any difference, but the oil, that they're going to phase cars out eventually, that's the United Nations agenda. They don't want, you see, in a totalitarian system, you don't have people traveling. That's the, the main point. And in the United Nations habitat areas, they've said that there'd be nothing but uh, essential vehicles only, no private transportation. So it's a, yeah. a, a, just a, a steady decline. You take us off the country, get us into these habitat areas, and then uh, we're all contained as we get changed, altered, and the population reduced. Back with more after these messages. Hi, folks. I'm Alan Watt, cutting through the Matrix. And we've got two more cars to go, so we'll try to rattle through quickly before the end comes. Not the end of the world, just the end of the show, hopefully. Now, we've got Don in California. Are you there, Don? Hello, Don. Hello, Alan. Yes. How you doing? Not so bad. Yeah, it's uh, so good to speak with you. I've been listening to your show for uh, um, about two months now. First time I've called in. Uh, yeah, you're really helping to put the pieces together. You know, I've been studying this kind of stuff for a number of years, just, you know, a little bit here, a little bit there, but uh, you really bring a lot of a wealth of knowledge together, and I appreciate it. Yeah. So Did I had a any... question. Yes. Uh, what, uh, you know, sometimes I hear you, uh, you know, talk about food. It's all genetically modified. Mm-hmm. And, you know, down here in California, we, we have a lot of organic foods, and I, I know that the standards are... Uh, trying to be altered so that you know GMOs can you know, yes. then be labeled organic and whatnot. What are what are your thoughts on the organic food industry and you know like heirloom seeds, which are supposed to be original seeds, and you know is it all going to be mm-hmm. swept under the rug? Well, again, even the heirloom seeds, um, you, you'd have to get them from a, a really reliable source, or even though some Mennonites or Amish people, they tend to yeah. collect their own seeds and haven't fallen for it. But, I mean, the organic industry has already compromised and compromised, and they're even allowed to use certain pesticides now, too. So you can't really trust that. And since they kept it secret for so long that they even modified the food, only broke out here because Canadians were told via Britain that we were the, the test guinea pigs for 10 years without our knowledge for eating this mm-hmm. stuff. 
So who, who knows how long they'd actually been tampering it in it with it anyway? Cuban, Cuban donkeys years long before that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And also, uh, you've talked about, uh, you know, the, the New Age movement, hedonism, and yeah. everyone's a god and a goddess. Yeah. And it was fascinating because I've actually been here in California. Uh, some of my circle of friends are, you know, they're in the New Age, and they have these god and goddess parties. And yes. it was really fascinating to hear you talking about that because, you know, being around, I'm like, you know, this doesn't this doesn't really feel right to me. It feels a little, a little off, a little self-serving. Yes, Whereas it's, it's fascinating. Again, it's, you want. Uh, again, it was all the whole New Age movement was created from London in the 1800s. That was the beginning of the movement. They knew it would take a hundred years to catch on. That's how long yeah. it takes to to get a religion going. And it was tailor made to 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 go to the ego and to create a hedonistic society. Bertrand Russell mentioned that they would create a hedonistic society, self-love, a narcissistic society that wouldn't care about anyone else as long as they were doing well, feeling good. It's emotion-based, but they also use a lot of high-tech uh, wizardry there to adjust to scientific instruments to give them experiences. And the CIA are yeah. heavily involved in this, have been since the setup of it, even from the beginning of meditation classes and so on. And they, they have used uh, equipment. They've even embedded them in some of the walls in the first big places they set up in the 60s. They could put thoughts into your head or even give you a little vision, and you'd think that God had spoken to you. So mm -hmm. it's a perfect system for this time. But the music is coming, and we're coming to the end right. of the show. Thank you so much, Alan. Thanks for calling. And uh, other callers, please call in again. From Hamish and myself up here in Ontario, Canada, it's good night and may your God or your gods go with you.